Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Janine. We are the hosts of We, we Art Here. Here. We talk about art. I introduce the history on an art subject. And I interview an artist tied to that art subject. Keep listening. In this episode's interview with Sour Bunny, we talked quite a bit about fandom and fan conventions, so why not talk a little bit about that? Fan conventions are wildly nebulous, with hundreds of conventions based around dozens of different niches held every year. Or, well, most years anyway. 2020 and the COVID-19 pandemic have affected things quite a bit, but let's not focus on that right now. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the history of fan conventions. Fan conventions have been around in one form or another since the 1930s, with the first recorded convention taking place in 1936, when a group of sci-fi fans from New York met up in person. A far cry from, well, the massive industry unto itself that it's become, this technically counts as the first fan meetup convention. What would eventually become PhilCon, short for the Philadelphia Science Fiction Conference, although, to be honest, I also thought that maybe someone named Phil is the one who got everyone together? Anyway. PhilCon has run annually every year since 1936, with the exception of the years of World War II, making it the longest-running convention in the world. Skipping forward to 1939, the first World Science Fiction Convention was held, with over 200 guests. Like PhilCon, this convention still runs today, with each year's convention being held in a different location around the world. You might notice a common thread between these two original conventions, in that it's a little different from the stereotypical modern idea of a convention. They're small and they're science fiction focused, not based around comics and not these, again, massive events. These niche meetups were focused around pulpy sci-fi, usually organized and advertised through the early zine scene, which could be a whole podcast on its own, but just to give a quick version, Zines are essentially fan-run, somewhat underground magazines to give readers and writers a venue aside from mainstream magazines to interact and write, with mailing lists of dedicated sci-fi fans. They were kind of underground because sci-fi and comics weren't these whole big pop culture juggernauts quite at this point. Let's take another step into the 60s. It's the silver age of comics, and fan culture has started to take off. In the span of a decade, over 17 conventions were born, effectively doubling the list from the previous 30 years. Of these, Luca Comic Convention in Italy was one of the first to focus on comic books over sci-fi, and was one of the first to put comic in the name of the event. Taking place every two years, the festival currently attracts over 200,000 guests, as the second largest fan convention in the world behind Japan's Komiku Maketo. Taking place every two years, the festival currently attracts over 200,000 guests, and is the second largest fan convention in the world behind Japan's... And I'm... Sorry, I'm... <laughs> Let me get the pronunciation pulled up here. Komiku Maketo. Second largest fan convention in the world behind Japan's Komiku Maketo, aka Kamiket. The trend of comic conventions only grew through the 70s, 
While fan conventions were still more or less an undergroundish movement, one convention would change that. One San Diego based Golden State Comic Con. While the history of this event could, again, be the focus of an entire show, I'll just go over the basics here. What set this particular convention apart from others was their organization committee. Convention runners networked with other fandoms to diversify their offerings. The result was a bigger and better convention that got more and more people interested, including, for lack of a better term here, actual industry people. By the 80s, it had rebranded to San Diego Comic Con, and listeners, I think you might be a little familiar with that one. The 80s saw the beginnings of American anime fans, and of course, anime fan conventions. Lunacon, a convention that started as a sci-fi focused con, in New York was one of the first conventions to have a space specifically for anime. While the aforementioned Comiquette has been running since 1975, the first dedicated American anime convention started popping up around five years later. It's somewhat disputed what the first one was, but their growth is somewhat similar to sci-fi conventions, going from small gatherings in the hundreds to nearly 100,000 guests at Anime Expo in 2015, which is the largest anime convention in North America. Of course, that number is a drop in the bucket compared to Comiquette, which sees over half a million people at their biannual events. Recent years have seen the fan convention go from general genre conventions to multi-fandom events, with some of the larger ones turning into big industry-level events. I mentioned San Diego Comic-Con, which has grown from a modest <clears throat> which has grown from a modest 200 person event to a to an event that has hundreds of thousands of guests. Featuring huge announcements from studios like Marvel, DC, Disney, and so on. That said, there are smaller niche fandom conventions, such as conventions specifically based around Star Trek, Star Wars, Doctor Who, and surprisingly, a popular series of My Little Pony conventions in the 2010s. While some conventions have come and gone, there are plenty of events that remain popular and run annually. Which brings me to the question of, what happens when, say, a global pandemic shuts down events with large gatherings of people, such as these fan conventions? Scrolling down an aggregated schedule of conventions to be held this year, you can see a long string of cancel tags starting about halfway through March and going out through the end of the year. Most of these conventions have a tentative schedule for 2021, however, no one really knows if that's going to happen. That doesn't necessarily mean that the convention is dead, however. Like many other things in 2020, there's been a move online. Several of the big name conventions, such as Anime Expo and San Diego Comic Con, for example, have held virtual events, with panels being held by streaming services like Twitch. And hey, remember PhilCon? They hosted a virtual event through Zoom, with a virtual artist alley held through Discord this past November. And, well, that's where we're at right now. With COVID having canceled conventions for the time being, with COVID having canceled conventions for the time being, I can say, through talking with friends through social media and the artists we've interviewed on this show, there are plenty of people who miss the convention environment and can't wait for it to come back soon.
Um, so this is for our podcast group where I'm also a student at Sam Houston um, okay. and we're in a podcasting class and um, I really wanted to do Sam Houston, about... that's Bearcats, right? Yeah. Can you tell me what a Bearcat is? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel all like right, it's right. a meerkat maybe. I don't know. Meerkat type no, looking? No, 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 no. Bear, bear sounds more ferocious. Let's go there. Meerkat. No. No. It's that tiny little thing from Lion King. No. <laughs> That's what I picture. But yeah, it's probably not right. But anyway. yes. Yeah. So we're doing this podcast uh, about art. And so uh, we've been like finding artists. Um, maybe people who don't even think of themselves as artists. We're trying to get like different, different styles of art and interview people who make it. Um, and I found you on the their website, and um, I have I looked at your website, and it says I know. So I know that you like work with a lot of different mediums, but that you prefer like chalk and pastel. Chalk pastel, charcoal, yeah, it's all pretty much the same thing to me. But yeah, that's my preferred medium. So how one because you... oh, go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> all right. Well, I was just I joke with everybody. The reason why I kind of take to that is because I don't really own a computer. I mean, what I'm using right now is you know my fiance's, and then I'm too impatient to paint. So my only you know, the only other thing I can use would be, you know, chalk. That's cool. Uh, and so, wait, so you said that you don't have a computer? No. Yeah. That's nice. It probably helps your eyes a lot to not be staring at a screen a whole bunch. Possibly, yeah. I'll go with that. That's a good <laughs> hypothesis. And um, so I, when I was emailing you, I think last week you all you were at a at a show, and I looked and I looked it up on like I looked on your Facebook page, and so it was a Comic Con. Yeah, it was a Comic Con uh, San Angelo. How was that? It was extremely slow, mm. but it doesn't mean it. It was a bad show. It was just, I don't know if people were comfortable enough going because, you know, right now we live in a different time. So it was actually quite hilarious. They put all these different restrictions on how people can move through the convention. They put all this tape down, you know, people have to move this one direction only and go this certain way. And the aisles had to be such and such thick. And once people actually started getting into the convention, no one listened to that. <laughs> everybody went and did whatever they wanted it was crazy but at least they tried to put the rules down so, mm -hmm. so was that one oh go ahead Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. was that one of like the first uh the first like shows that you've been to like during this whole crazy it was time? actually the second the the first first i did since this uh whole thing has been um midland Midland, Texas, and um, that was actually a pretty decent show as well. It wasn't as slow as the San Angelo, but San Angelo is a smaller population, so, all right. 
anyway, yeah, uh, Midland Show is actually pretty good. Um, it's just a lot of restrictions the conventions have to do now that you know everybody's fearing for their safety, so they can only let you know uh, twenty five percent of whatever you know that that actual stadium can hold or the convention center can actually hold and they're doing temperature checks at the door everybody has to wear masks all the time it's, it's just little things so you don't get like the 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 same fan experience as you normally do so i can understand why it's a little different a little slow i mean a lot of people go to like see some of the uh celebrities that kind of thing hmm. but now you can't even like hug the celebrity or you know touch the celebrity or give them a handshake or anything then you have to have like you know there's two or three tables in front of them so you can just kind of wave to them from afar but at least they're working so that's a good thing they're trying to work within the rules which is better than not doing anything in my opinion So there were celebrities there, even though. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, San Angelo had uh, even a JDF or Jason David Frank was there. He was there for one day, but mm -hmm. he was there. Um, yeah, there's there's always celebrities that are willing to go. Uh, it was a lot of um, voice actors. Some of them from um, from Houston, uh, John Swayze and uh, his daughter. Uh, they're from the, the Sentai anime group. They're down here in Houston. And they produce a lot of anime. That's interesting. I didn't realize that there was like a anime production company here in Houston. Really? No, I didn't. You know, know Houston and Dallas are the ones that produce most of the anime for most of America. Wow. Yeah, That's really there's, cool. a, there's a ton of voice actors. Most people probably have no idea that are probably walking around you right now and you have no idea. But yeah, Dallas and uh, Houston do tons of dubbing for a lot of different animes. Yeah, in fact, uh, I can name 15, 20 voice actors that live right here in Houston and Dallas. And you're in the middle of both of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. And so I think I read that you did. Have you done voice acting for like anime as well? I have not. I haven't actually voice acted. Well, no, that's not true. I, I did do one voice for one anime and I couldn't tell you what it was because <laughs> it was a joke. And I was a cat and I said meow. <laughs> Yeah, that was my one credit. But I have worked with a lot of the voice actors. So I do a lot of the promo, um, their banner sign designs, their t-shirts, um, that kind of thing. And we are looking into actually producing another anime or something like that. So you've produced one before? Been trying to. Trying to. Yeah. Been the works. But ever since this stuff has happened, it's, uh, it's slowed everything to a crawl. Mm -hmm. To a crawl, yes. Yeah. 
Well, I guess um, I'll ask like maybe a happier type question. Okay. It could still be about um, like working at, uh, showing your work at conventions and stuff, but like, I guess we'll just go back in the past. Sure. Um, have you gone, like, where all have you gone to kind of show your work? Have you ever been to the uh, Comic-Con out in San, is it San Diego or Los Angeles? I think it's San Diego. Okay, I have. I actually, uh, last year, I was invited by, um, by a comic company, an independent comic company that I work for. Um, I've done uh, promotional posters for them and it's some of their, um, best-selling posters and one of their artists dropped out and so they wanted me to come and do a signing for them so last year I ended up flying over to San Diego and pretty much only had to work an hour a day and then got to play around the entire shutter so yes it was fantastic wow <laughs> it was great and then we got to go out drinking with celebrities it was fantastic I liked it <laughs> that sounds awesome yeah. So I was going to ask you about that too. Um, working at like conventions and stuff, do you get perks? And that sounds like a pretty big perk, like just. Working conventions, it, there's, there's, there's always going to be some sort of perk, right? There's like, if you're good, if you're staying and you know, and if you're lucky enough to meet certain people, it's all about networking, talking to people. Don't be scared to talk to anybody. People are just people. Hell, most of the time, most of the voice actors, I had no idea who they were, who their character was. Hell, some of the uh, Dragon Ball Z guys, I was naming their characters like Fajita instead of Vegeta. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the best thing about it is actually meeting fans as well and talking to them because then you actually get a heads up of what's you know becoming popular and you know what work they like and what they really want to see. And because of that, you get more work and uh yeah I'm, i've always told a fan if you look don't be scared to tell me what characters you're looking for and you can never find at a convention because chances are if you're looking for it i guarantee you with all the other shows that i go to well hopefully we'll be going to again that somebody else is looking for it too so don't ever hesitate to tell me what you're looking for i have a huge list of different characters that people are looking for and I slowly work my way down it. But yes, I've been to San Diego. I've also been, the furthest I've gone has been Portland. And, but my favorite show is right here in Houston, Comic Blues. But I've been, narrowed it down, I've been pretty much all over from the East to the West Coast. I like Comic Palooza too. Um, I'm not originally from Houston, but the few years I've lived here. I'm not going to blame you for that. That's okay. You got here as soon as you could. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really nice. I think that was my first, I think that's my first and like only like convention type thing that I've gone to. I've that was your first? Go. Yeah. That was your first one you went to? Mm -hmm. That's That's a rude awakening for a lot of people. <laughs> I've been to a convention when I first started this stuff. I hadn't been to a convention in years. Back when I was going, doing conventions when I was younger, they were like in a hotel room, like lobby, like mm -hmm. snuck away in the back and it was nothing but like just comic books and that was it, right? 
and it costs you like five dollars to get in. Yeah, completely different. Conkalooza, man, brave for you just to attend like one of the largest shows in America as your first show. It's huge. You miss so much stuff. Just, I mean, you got to plan everything out to a T going to something like that. What'd you end up doing when you were there? Um, so I went there as a volunteer and I only went. Oh, like... you got the, one of the worst jobs too. Okay. <laughs> because I went by myself. I didn't know a lot of people and I wanted to go. So I thought yeah. if I volunteered, maybe that would be good. Um, so what did I do? I think I ended up just kind of sitting in a room for one time I volunteered and I just got to watch like I was supposed to count people in the room like throughout but it was like a film content or I think it was just showings of like oh I can't remember Anime? the actor no it was like old films like oh. a horror film type thing oh okay so really yeah. old I can't remember the actor there's a very specific actor that the films like starred but I can't remember his oh, name don't worry about it but yeah that it wasn't there's that always, bad. There, there's tons <laughs> of stuff doing going on. It's almost 24-7, too, because some of the stuff never closes. And then the hotels and stuff like that that are right around the convention really doesn't shut down until 5, 6, 7 in the morning. Then everybody gets up and does it again. So, yeah, it's a huge place. I'm glad you had fun, though, right? Did you actually get to go to the floor? Um, I did, yeah. There was a lot yeah. there. I think I just like walked really quickly, but I really do like looking at um, like people's different work. I think I remember I just, I talked to some authors there. Um, they had a book that they had just written. And I always like looking at the art. I, I never actually buy, I really want like a big, I don't know what it, what it should be. Like maybe like a superhero thing, like a big thing I could hang up but I never, I haven't bought one yet. And then I wasn't able to go. They didn't have it this year. So. I know, this year. I was so excited too, because it seemed like they were only off to the last minute, but then they canceled. And I was so disappointed. So I've done a lot of their badge artwork too mm. for the last couple of years. I've always been a, a, it's always been one of my favorite shows as well, because I have a lot of, because I started here in Houston I have a large fan group here in Houston and I love seeing and being able to talk to them because not a lot of them can travel. They have work, they have family, they have school, so they can't always go to certain places. But the fact that they always were able to go to Comic Palooza, I was so happy to actually see them. Very, very grateful for my fan base. Yeah. Um, so like I had a question. What's up? I don't remember it. I'll just move on. That's okay. Uh, move oh, on. oh, I remember. Oh, hey, okay. Shelby. Yes. Uh, sorry for being late. Uh, Zoom decided it was uh, just going to crash on me completely. Uh, <laughs> so, no worries. Sorry about that. And if you're oh, messaging yeah. me, I'm so sorry because I heard my phone, but I didn't want to be <laughs> rude and look away as I was talking with you. Um, it's all good. Okay. Um, what's up Shelby um <laughs> not much um again sorry for being late uh, I don't know if Janine uh introduced me or not no I didn't not really introduce that's myself. okay <laughs> <laughs> um well yes just keeping it basic um 
we're both in the Sam Houston MFA uh, digital media production course, uh, and we're both in the same podcasting cool. class. So, so you're both Bearcats. Both Bearcats. <laughs> you know what that is, Shelby? He asked me, and I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> I, it's okay I'm if you don't know. Sure. My fiance is a, a, a graduate from there and she doesn't know what a bearcat is either. <laughs> they talked about it at orientation and now I just, it, it, that was over a year ago. It's it's out of my brain. <laughs> it's okay. I put you on the spot. That's my bad. <laughs> so we were kind of talking about um, conventions and kind of how um, he shows his work at them and also kind of his experience doing it in the past, like before all of this stuff and kind of what's happening now. Um, and so I was going to ask you, because I also saw that um, you've done the Houston Livestock and Rodeo. How was that before all of this again? Um, oh, Houston Livestock and Rodeo is, is, is phenomenal. It's it's arguably one of the largest charities in all of North America. And uh, working with that, it's, it's, they're so organized, it's, it's insane. <laughs> they have art committees, parking committees, ticket committees. Just, everybody knows their specific job and how to do it. It's amazing to me that they can get hundreds of thousands of volunteers all working in unison. It's, crazy and still be able to bring in hundreds of millions of dollars for charity like what that's awesome i actually didn't know it was a charity oh yeah you some livestock show and radio is absolutely a charity uh 90 percent of the volunteers are or 90 percent of all their workers are volunteers wow oh, that's really cool um, right <laughs> So I, uh, oh, I was gonna say I like I was late to, to this, so I don't know if you you've talked about this already. Uh, but what uh, what did you do for the Houston Livestock Show? I have uh, worked with a couple of the different committees that are on there: committee, wine committee, our committee. But I've also done artwork for the Livestock Show and Radio as well. A lot of that stuff goes for auction, everything that goes on, all, everything that's paid on the auction actually goes to, if you consider it like a pool, and those pools pay for scholarships for people to go to school. It's the same thing that happens with like the steers, with goats, anything that, that's auctioned off at the live shop show and rodeo is actually goes to a pool where they do um, and make scholarships for people. That makes it yeah. like oh. 10 times better. Yeah. I'm new to this technology stuff, man. Y'all scare <laughs> me sometimes. I, I don't know if I, if I did something wrong. You're doing a great job and you made it online, like no problem. That's yeah, thanks to my fiance. I had no idea what she was doing, but she said, you're ready. Just push this button. <laughs> <laughs> like sweet. That's you smart bearcats. Y'all know how to do stuff. <laughs> um, so I guess kind of going with, or since we were kind of talking about the rodeo and 
how it's um, a lot of people that work there or most of the people that work there are volunteers, which I really, I did not know that. Um, but I have seen, well, I've only gone one time, but I saw some people that I've seen at work and I thought that they like worked there, but they were probably volunteering. Um, on your website, um, it also says that you all kind of work for creativity for a cure. Correct. Um, which is, uh, so you all donate money or I'll let you explain it if you'd like. Okay. Well, sure. Sourbrain Productions is, um, it's a charity organization that I started. Um, basically, there is not a lot of funding that goes to trying to find a cure to childhood leukemia. Um, in fact, it's the one of the largest, most devastating cancers that kills more children in America and around the world than anything else. But there's no funding for it. It's not a it's not a cosmetic disease that looks pretty. So no, no one wants to see dead children. So not a lot of funding goes into it. Uh, mortality rates have still stayed the same since 1985. It's insane. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah, that, that's crazy. HIV rates have dropped down to damn near nothing, but yet still mortality rates from 1985 are the same for LLO, ALL leukemia people. Crazy to me. So we actually donate um, majority of all the proceeds from all my artwork from conventions and that kind of thing. Um, and honestly, a lot of cover work and poster work and anything else that I do, uh, character design, whatever. Any payment that goes to Sour Bunny Productions, uh, majority of that work, uh, money goes to uh, research facilities that are actually looking and testing or trying to help find a cure to childhood leukemia. Wow, we went from COVID restrictions to dead children. I think we let's lighten that up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I was gonna ask, uh, what what really inspired? Did anything in particular inspire you to um, work toward that cause? Uh, I'm one of the .01 survivors. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I'm supposed to be dead already. They told me my life expectancy was going to be 27. Oh. And I'm one of the few ones that actually came out with all of his limbs. Wow. Oh, yeah, you should look it up. That, that's a, a devastating disease. And most of the time, it, it, it takes a big toll on the, the person himself and their families. Yeah. And so I just figured not enough is being done. So the only way to change the world is to do it yourself. Yeah. That's awesome. So anyway, I'm going to change the subject real quick to something more fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How about <laughs> this? How about this? My favorite anime lately. Okay. <laughs> and, and honestly, when I first started doing this stuff, I could not stand anime. Right? But I got more and more and more and more fans kept asking me to do anime stuff. And I said, why do y'all really like this? And they kept saying, hey, watch this. Why, why don't you watch this show? Why don't you do this? And so trying to bond more with my fans, I was like, fine, I'll watch this. And now I'm friends with like some of the voice actors and I'm working with some of these people. Crazy how things just 
kind of rap. But one of my favorite animes right now is like Food Wars. I don't know if you've seen that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I've seen it a few episodes. <laughs> yeah. Don't watch it if you're high, people. It, you'll get super hungry. <laughs> I'm not saying do drugs. Don't, I, don't do drugs. <laughs> I'm just warning people. Hold it by a Taco Bell if you watch that show. You'll, oh, God. You'll just start <laughs> buying food like crazy. Fantastic. Anyway, so what are y'all's favorite anime? Uh, <laughs> I, there's quite a bit. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of a huge nerd. Um, but lately I've been binging my way through uh, the Lupin the Third back catalog. Lupin the Third, really? Lupin the okay. Third. <laughs> okay. A show? There's a show? It's a show and series of like uh, movies. Isn't he the thief guy? I'm sorry? Isn't he the thief guy? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a fun long runner. <laughs> um, <laughs> but aside from that, like, I'm a big fan of like anything Studio Trigger does as well, which is like um, Little Witch Academia. A lot of the staff members worked on Gurren Lagann, which is this very over-the-top oh, mech I, anime. I remember uh, Gurren Lagann. I have yeah. a few pictures of <laughs> I have a few pictures of uh, Yoko from there. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm more of a Kamina kind of gal, but or or back or second half uh, Shimon. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. I tried watching that show. I watched one episode and was like, nope, I'm lost. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it just goes. I, I'm a big fan of just like over the top stuff like that. <laughs> Which is fine. It's, it's completely fantastic. But yes, to find out that, yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything. Never mind. I'm, I'm let people do their thing. <laughs> but yeah, after the first episode, I was like, what? All right. First episode is watch. a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm gonna watch Food Wars now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's it. I think it's your turn. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch a whole lot of anime. Um, but uh, then why am like... I on this show? That's it. I'm, no. <laughs> but I do like fruit baskets. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. What do you like about it? Um. Well, I watched the older one, and um, I don't know. I think it's just nice, but the purse, the main girl, kind of does get on my nerves. <laughs> um. The the new series is really good. I will say. <laughs> yeah, it's not right. that I don't like anime. It's just I haven't watched a whole lot. I don't know. <laughs> Un understandable. Yeah. But I do like. So, okay, this might be off topic, but anime is the form of the animation, right? So an anime Correct. doesn't just have to be a show. It can also be a movie. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do watch a lot of movies. Then. And arguably it can be, it's it's based off of where, it, where it's been made. But whatever. That, that's being like too restrictive. <laughs> Because honestly, Afro Samurai, in my opinion, is a great anime, but it's American, so 
A lot of people are like, oh, well, then it can't be anime. And I'm like, whatever. You tell that to Samuel L. Jackson, right? <laughs> what is that on? Uh, Afro Samurai. Afro like Samurai, well, well if you, let's see. I think you can find it on Hulu now. Okay. I think. And you want to watch the original miniseries, not the movie. Right. Okay. Great American anime. Because this one thing you know it's an American anime because there's only like eight episodes. That's it. Because we have yeah. short attention. Okay? <laughs> it's like eight episodes. There's nothing but sex, drugs, violence. Boom, done. That's it. <laughs> have you seen it, Shelby? I've seen bits of it. I haven't watched the whole thing. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. What little bit you've yes. seen, you probably understand what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, for sure. All right. Um, what else oh. is up? You got any more questions for me? I can always ask a bunch of questions. Um, so I guess we kind of just talked about your favorite anime or the anime that you're reading right now or sorry the anime that you're watching right now i'm gonna tell you right now i have not eaten yet and i'm pretty hungry that is um, quite just want to okay. preface that <laughs> quite okay um, all right so yeah um anyway so what are you some of your favorite artists some of my favorite artists may surprise you because i'm not a huge um i'm, I'm not real big fan of a lot of the industry artists uh, a lot of my uh, a lot of my favorite artists are actually um fine artists i like malcolm skip lipke um i like norman rockwell but <laughs> you know i like a lot of old school characters and artists and things like that a lot of people that actually set up a lot of stuff for artists in the future like hell i still own and i read them still i still have um nine of leonardo da vinci's like sketchbook stuff oh. and i read and, and mimic and look at all that thing a lot actually. but i will say i like uh frank cho uh, he's great i met him a couple of times he loved my work and actually i'm always surprised when one of the well quote unquote famous artists are like, oh, let's do an art trade. <laughs> like, you know, they're selling their stuff for like $50 a print. And I'm like, uh, you want to do what now with, mm -hmm. with my stuff? And they're like, yeah, 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 come on, come on. I'm, okay, sure. Sure, let's do that. I will not argue with that. No, not at all. But yeah, those are some of my favorite artists. So how did you kind of first start even like, I guess, drawing or whatever the first step that you took into like the art world? How did you first get into that? Uh, well, I've always kind of been doing art my entire life, but nothing, not trying to be serious into it. In fact, I went to school for multitude of different things. Mostly I got my doctorate in psychomanthology and exotic veterinary medicine nothing to do with oh. art but um then um i got to a point where i was tired of working with a bunch of stuff and 
I hadn't been to a convention in like 30 years or so. And we went for my first time in a long time to Comicpalooza. And I was surprised the sheer whim and size of it. But I was disappointed in a lot of the art. Everything kind of looked the same to me. And then I heard the same complaints from all my friends that we were with, because we were in a big group. And they were like, they can never find their character. They can never find this. They can never do that. Everybody's drawing the same thing. Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, you know, Harley Quinn. You know, that's it. That's the only things they can ever find. Well, I don't like the artwork anyway. It's actually kind of a dare. My girlfriend asked me, girlfriend at the time, now my fiance was like, uh, well, if you think you can do better, then why don't you shut up and actually do it? Mm-hmm. So I started drawing characters that no one could find. And then the next thing you know, I uh, entered the contest for uh, to do the badge artwork for Compalooza. And then that was my first show. And I won. I was there. Then I had to come up with all this other artwork to do. And it just kind of like snowballed from there. I had no idea what I was doing. But I did it. And I just kept asking everybody, well, what characters did you want to see? What do you want to find? You know? And that's what I did. And then finally through that, I kind of just slowly found a style that I love and just kind of stuck with it. That's cool. Yeah, so pretty much if you dare me, I'll do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Had some good um, people that encouraged you. It sounds like, or dared you, I guess. But either way, I feel like there. Was well, that, and I don't like to hear people complain and whine. So <laughs> I was like, fine, I'll just draw your character for you. How about that? <laughs> but yeah, there's always been a lot of support over here, so it's all good. So, do you usually um, focus on d- drawing or? Is it, do you call it drawing or sketching or? Uh, it depends on what you're asking. I, okay. I, I sketch everything first because I want to get my idea out, but then I'll blow it up. Sometimes I'll take my sketch and project it onto a bigger like piece of paper and then pick up my favorite lines, draw those, and then do everything to finalize it on that bigger piece of paper or canvas or illustration board or whatever I'm working. So, so your final sketch, project? rough sketch. Then. Okay. What's up? No, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So sketch, rough sketch, and then final. So I forgot what I <laughs> But just to kind of hear about your sketching, um, I'm just curious when you, I guess, do your first sketch, like to get your idea out really quickly, mm-hmm. do you use like, um, like in drawing books, they have like lines on like faces, and do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, like, like guidelines. Do you, yeah, do you do that? Do you have that? Yeah, sometimes. I just kind of scribble everything out, and I pick my favorite lines, and then my favorite lines, I darken those, and that way I know what lines I like. When you darken them, are you using like a pencil at first or do you go right in with like a, I don't know, a marker or a pen? No, no, it's, it's, 
I'm still darkening them with pencil. I'm just making uh, a heavier line weight for deeper and bolder uh, color. So therefore I can see the difference in what I, what I like and what I don't like. But yeah, that's the best part about sketching. There's no wrong line. Then once you draw like a hundred lines, you can be like, oh yeah, that's my favorite one right there. And you just follow it out and you can pretty much just trace your own picture and you know, that's exactly what I was looking for. And then from there, you can fix it. When you're sketching, I guess, and like the first stage, do you usually, um, like when you pick whatever it is that you are going to sketch, do you try to get things that um, are like people that aren't really as popular? Or do you kind of do what you like, like characters that you like? Um, well, no, most of the time right now, especially right now, I have, like I said, I've had a list of characters that people want to see. And so I've been having to like jump down that list. Now, some of those characters are like a happy thing because I'm like, oh yeah, that character was pretty cool. So it's somebody I'd like to do anyway. But a lot of the times it's just trying to get the fan stuff out, you know, what they wanted to see. So my stuff is more geared towards gallery things. A lot of times it doesn't really sell at, at conventions because everybody's, you know, looking for characters or anime or whatever. They're not looking like for fine art pieces that I do of like portraits of women or something like that. It's a completely different kind of thing. But don't get me wrong, a lot of them have sold there because I have made prints of some of them. And I was surprised because I sneak them into a portfolio book. You know, it's, it's like, oh yeah, this is with comics and movies. And then they'll flip through and they'll be like, oh, what's this? And I was like, oh, this shouldn't be in there. I just did that for a, <laughs> for a gallery. And then they end up buying it anyway. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so what would you say is your favorite? Um, I guess it might change like over time or like throughout time. But what would you say is your favorite like topic to draw or favorite item topic? or Whatever. Right. My favorite topic to draw? Or character, I don't know. <laughs> thing, your favorite thing to draw? I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I've always been a, a, a huge fan of the human form. And I love the uh, three-quarter portraits. I love doing portraits. It's one of the hardest things in the world to do. I'm trying to show somebody's attitude, like moral, everything about the person with just one picture of them standing still. And being able to make it to where it looks like the person at the same time. I don't know. I, I've, I've always been a fan of portraits, but once again, I'm a fan of the Renaissance period. Yeah. So, and hey, guess what? They did a lot of portraits. So. <laughs> so it also, um, on your website, it also says that you have illustrated for like uh, different books like children's books and graphic novels. Yeah. How is that? Or is it's it fun? It could be a, it could be a, a deadline though. Because a lot of times, uh, if they're going freelance like me, that means they've gone through company line first. And they didn't like the way it was going. And now they only have like three days. Oh, and they're like, Hey, yeah, I need you to illustrate this 20 page children's book for me. And I need it by uh, Friday. Jeez. Like, yeah, that's not a problem. 
going to cost you a hell of a lot more. But mm-hmm. Yes, of course, I can do that. Uh, a lot of times with like children's books and things like that, you, um, I'll probably use more of a watercolor style. And a lot of times what you're trying to do with especially children's books is you're, you're picking the best image of a few pages to help move the story along for a child. So it's, it's a little bit simpler of artwork that's still good, but is able to, to grasp and help motivate the child to read further. Uh, graphic novels can be almost anything as far as what style they need, depending on the book. Some people, I mean, if they're doing a murder mystery, you're going to need something that's like, I usually do a few different sketches for them. And then we discuss it a little bit so I can understand where they're coming from. I mean, if they're doing, like I said, a murder mystery, then you want stuff to be like kind of dark and saluted and, you know, just kind of a creepy vibe kind of thing. And if they're doing like, you know, a happy cheerleader movie or something like that, then yeah, you want it to be a completely different vibe, you know? Smooth lines, happy colors, very soft and pastel. This just depends on everything. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I just have a few more questions. What's that? So it also says that you um, did or do storyboards. Is that like storyboards for like films or is it for like books and stuff as well? It actually can be anything from books, films to commercials even. So a lot of times in, um, when you're working with directors, they don't have even these $100 million movies and stuff like that. I know, mind you, I haven't worked on those, but I'm just letting you know how these <laughs> come. It's like they don't have the money or the budget to film all these different angles or you know, to test it out on screen first. So a lot of times they'll want to see it. And number one, we're not talking about like, you know, beautiful artwork or anything. We're talking about just trying to get the angles right. And so they know exactly if this will work or not. Then the directors look at those and go like, oh yeah, okay. No, that's not gonna work. Let's not do that. So you may work on something for like 10 hours and then they look at it for like three minutes and be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna do that. And then they throw it away. And then on the other hand, they could use it as their whole guide for like a 10 minute scene. So you have no idea what's gonna go on. And yes, and it's almost the exact same thing. It's just more pressure, the higher money you go. So storyboards for, you know, just to kind of lay out what a, uh, what a, a cartoon is going to be or what a comic book should look like, you know, just doing the rough layouts on a page, way different than, you know, pressure wise versus, you know, commercials or movies or that kind of thing. It's time is money. How do people find you? Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. (laughs) How do people find me? No, yeah. Word of mouth. And I deal cocaine, so, you know, I'm joking. (laughs) Joking. We are recording. You should have said that. Okay. Joking. Joking. We'll cut that out. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, I just know a lot of people. The people actually started looking for me. A lot of people started liking my work. And then because of that, then people just talk. I mean, as long as you're a good worker, you're willing to help 
and do what you can to make sure that every project is 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 beyond what they wanted then most of the time they start talking about oh man you need to work with him or and it's just word of mouth just starts to grow and i've told people i'm i'm more than willing to take any job i don't care what it is money is money mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's like you had more questions with that um you're thinking yeah. now <laughs> I was going to ask about because um, you're saying like the higher I think like the higher pressure like the more money right oh yeah hopefully um, and so how does that does that like kind of like kill your creative spirit in any way or it doesn't affect me whatsoever yeah. but I'm a different person because mm -hmm. frankly I, I don't care mm -hmm. <laughs> you gotta separate yourself from the situation this isn't something that I'm doing for for me right I'm not doing this for my fans. I'm doing this. This is just a job. Mm -hmm. okay? I don't really care. I don't. You're paying me a set amount of money to draw this. Fine. Done. Okay. And don't get mad at me if you didn't like your idea. That's, <laughs> you know, that's, I don't take anything. Now, I've heard people yell, cuss, scream, and all sorts of different things, set things on fire. But there's, yeah, people are crazy. Anyway. <laughs> But it doesn't affect me because I'm just like, whatever. It's, it's, it's not a precious piece of art for me, right? They're just upset that their idea didn't work out, you know? So, fine. Yeah, I can redraw something else. You want to try it at a different angle? Hey, let's switch stuff up. Let's, let's, let's talk it. And I'm more than willing to work with them until a better end. So, it's fine. You just got to know, you just, yeah, people are weird. <laughs> um okay shelby do you have any questions um i was gonna ask you know we've talked about like you you seem to have like uh, what's the phrasing i'm looking for here you, you've worked on like a lot of different like kinds of projects uh sounds like do you have right. what like a, a favorite overall Honestly, my, my favorite thing to do is I love doing cover work, like poster work, like design and poster work, cover work. I, I consider that all kind of the same thing, even though in the industry, they're going to call it like different stuff. It's really not. You're trying to promote a, something and it all comes down to design of a piece that will grab attention. And I really love being able to prove to people that, hey, my artwork will grab people's attention. People will look at this and want to know more. And I guess I, I like that the most because a lot of times I'm told, oh, your artwork's not really good enough for, you know, comic book world, or your artwork's not good enough to be, you know, design work. Your artwork's not blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm not? And then it oversells what they were expecting. <laughs> I just like proving people wrong. Once again, it's that dare thing. <laughs> yeah. There's that, and I love doing fan artwork. I really do. You used to see these kids, and hell, a lot of my fans are, are freaking adults now. And, uh, you know, just to see their face when they've been able to see one of their favorite characters is, is crazy because you don't know how long they've been trying to look for this thing. Mm 
And then they're like, what, you have it? I mean, like, like the surprise, they go white, they're so excited. Some of them don't even ask me how much the price is. They just they grab it out of the book. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I'm just print out of, Hold on, man. <laughs> and they're like, how much? And they're just putting it up. And I'm like, whoa, hey, hold up. We, we have some prints back here. I'll put it in a bag for you. What if oh. I told you it was $150? They're fine. Do you take checks? No, it's cool, man. I'm joking. $150. Anyway. Excuse um, me, out of curiosity, like, do you... I guess I have two questions on the, the fan art front. I don't um, know about two questions now. Hold on. Oh, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> um, I was going to say, what what character do you think is, like, the most obscure that you've done? The most obscure? Uh, <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> that might not be the right uh, phrasing I'm looking for. But, like... Like, you know, a character that, like, really gotten a lot of, I did not think you'd have such and such character. Uh, right now is probably, uh, hmm. I would probably have to say, uh, what's his name? I can't, I'm trying to think of his name. Chop Chop from uh, some anime. <laughs> it's like this little bear thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it's some anime character. It's like this little tiny bear thing with like deer feet. I don't know. <laughs> from that pirate show with the rubber guy on it. One Piece. Yeah, One Piece. That's it. Uh, oh, Chopper. Yeah, Chopper. That's him. <laughs> yeah, people are always like, "What? You have Chopper?" Yeah, I'll let my I'll let my friend know that lives just in the hall for me. He's a huge One Piece nut. Uh, and then yeah, for some reason he's like everybody's so surprised to have one of those i'm like yeah best <laughs> work I didn't, I didn't know who it was but. um my other question about fan art is do you do you have a favorite character you like to draw my favorite character to draw your favorite character to draw well i love drawing uh, not to sound sexist but I, women are pretty no matter what and so i always like drawing women but my favorite has always been like strong, independent women. So I love drawing, like, I love, um, I know I'm going to get critic. I'm going to get so just fucking demolished for saying this, but I liked female Thor when she first came out. I don't really like where the writing went, but I love female Thor. I love Storm, Jubilee, and Psylocke. But of course I grew up with Marvel characters. So those were some of my favorite characters of all. And I like trying to show like beauty without being over the top, you know, TNA. Does that make any yeah. sense? Like you can show someone's beautiful and powerful without being like, oh, cleavage, cleavage, cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. In my opinion, you can do that. But not to say there's anything wrong with cleavage. I'm just saying there's a little bit to go with. You can go a little bit over the top sometimes. Is that it? Was that your question? Is that the end yeah. of it? Oh, okay. I mean, that that answered my questions. Uh, so, Janine, do you have any other questions? Yeah, just a few more. Um, this is like, <laughs> these are like the wrap-up questions. But, oh, okay. the, but the next one is, it could be like a big one. 
It sounds like people are banging. I don't know what's happening. Like banging something. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, so how would you define art? If you had, if, yeah. Anything that creates an emotional, like, form in some, in, inside of somebody that is not form over function or form for function. Like, I don't believe in putting a journal in a museum because it's artwork. That's, it's form because of function, like function for form. Like, it, it's designed that way because it has to be. Like, there's no really, it's not artwork, you know? I do believe architecture can be artwork. I believe, you know, there's a lot of buildings that you can look at and be like, wow, that's amazing. Well, that just showed you. It just showed an emotion, you know? There's a bunch of different things that, you are, I just don't like form over function. I don't think it is. As long as it draws an emotional tattoo person looking at it, I believe it can be hard. Doesn't mean I have to like it, but it means I guess it could be hard. Why not? Um, and then I said, um, I'm going to go back really quick. I know you mentioned that you you have a you're a veterinarian or like you have a veteran uh veterinary, veterinary medicine yeah and then what was the other zygomatology what does that mean or zygomatology is, is just taking a lower life form and, and making it more beneficial to a higher life form. Mm -hmm. think of it as um making super wine mm -hmm. before a zygomatologist got a hold of yeast or the, the official mother of like beer or wine were only able to have a certain amount of alcohol there, say 10%, okay? Because homeostasis would hit and then your, your yeast couldn't survive past a certain point and the alcohol would kill yeast if they tried to breed more. So therefore it would just hit, that was it. So what you did is you genetically altered the yeast in order to withstand higher alcohol content and then now that's when you're able to have 12 14 15 even 18 percent wine right now wow that's cool do you still do like work kind of related to those oh god no study? Yeah. that is so boring no <laughs> look i loved anatomy and physiology and that's the reason why i like i like the art too because mm -hmm. once again when i was saying like for a long time, like I didn't like the art that was out there. So the only way to do it is change it yourself. Well, that's because I didn't see a lot of anatomy in a lot of those art. <laughs> and I was like, well, no one wants to learn, then I'll teach. That's cool. Okay. Okay. So these are like the last questions I promise. So, um, <laughs> how can pe people find out more about? Um, Sour Bunny and um, purchase your work. They can go to sourbunny.com and they can go follow me on Instagram. That's usually the easiest thing in the world, especially for me. Being an artist, I'm super visual. All these other like Facebook and Twitter, did I say that right? Twitter, yes, Twitter. <laughs> and uh, all these other different things, man. This, 
There's so much reading. It's like, man, I'm so visual. Just just go to Instagram. <laughs> it's so much easier. You can always hit me up there. You can always message me there. You can always ask questions there. I don't really care. But normally all of that's hooked up, but it's always Sour Bunny Productions on Facebook, on Instagram, on the website, sourbunny.com. We have, yeah. Look, if you see my bunny rabbit, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you see my bunny, you know it's me. <laughs> How did you come up with that? Like, I wanted my favorite children's story when I was growing up. And I wanted to combine that with Danny Darko. And I wanted an absolute, like, kick-ass logo that everybody would be okay with if I ended up stamping on everything. So my favorite children's book was uh, Vanicula. And then combine the vampire bunny with Donnie Darko, you know, that has deals with a lot of time traveling and like physics and metaphysics and stuff like that. Combine that together and then with one stamp that you can put on anything. That's where I gave up with it. Nice. Very cool. And then um... and the first time I ate a bunny, it was sour. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we are from Texas. Come on. Yeah. Don't tell me you've never eaten rabbit. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, do you also have any um, events coming up? Kind of, it can be anywhere, like any other shows that you're do planning on doing. Um, we there is. Um, we're debating on whether or not to go to. The, there's a one day show in Lubbock, and there's also a two day show anime show in Dallas, and that's in December. The Lovett show would be, I think, in December as well. We're debating on whether or not to go to those. It's just, it's time travel, that kind of thing. It's, uh, we're debating to go. I know I have a fan base there that wants to see me, but I don't know if anybody can come out too. Mm -hmm. I know they're being restrictive on how they, they handle conventions right now. So we're, we're debating on whether or not to go, but if we do go, it'll be around December 4th and those shows happen. But if not, I mean, they could always keep up with me on the social media stuff. So do you have any, like, any final thoughts, anything that um, you wanted to say that maybe we didn't ask about or any words of inspiration or anything like that? <laughs> Words of inspiration, I have none. I'm, I'm a horrible old man that's a drunk anyway, but no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, but the, um, no, I, th I thought this was really fun, but I hope you guys had fun. Um, honestly, I take the Nike approach and just do it. That's it. Like, don't let anybody say anything. Don't take anybody so seriously either. I really don't care what anybody says about me or my artwork. You know, the best way to prove people wrong is just to do it and be successful. That's it. Don't worry about what anybody else has to say. You'll do fine. All right. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah. Are we done? Yeah. Was that good? Yes. Thank okay. you so much. No problem. I learned a lot talking from you and yeah, I enjoyed it. I hope you did as well. Yeah, I did. I did. Well, and we'll let you know when everything is edited and on our, however we put everything up. Cool. We'll post about it too. Okay. Cool. All right.
All right. All right. Good to see Thank you guys. You. Have a good All night. Right. Have a good evening. You too. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. How do I turn this on? Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs>